0: So now, for our next segment, we're going to be we're uh, going to be joined by Eric Stoner of Waging Nonviolence, uh, an excellent website that covers uh, nonviolent movements here in the United States and around the world. Uh, Eric, are are you there? I
1: am. Yeah. Thanks for having me, John.
0: You bet. So, um, in this uh, current issue of the Independent, we all, uh, we reprinted an outstanding article. Uh, that was on your website. We rarely run reprints, but we felt this article was so important and so timely, we went ahead and reprinted it, and it's called 10 uh, Things You Need to Know to Stop a Coup. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that article and what you feel are uh, some of the, the key points uh, that are in it?
1: Sure, yeah, that article um, really uh, caught fire. I think people were, um, you know, I think it, it really uh, took off in mid-September when for whatever reason, Trump had that press conference, right, where he, uh, spoke to, you know, not accepting that he, he wasn't going to commit to a peaceful transfer of power and questioned the ballot overall. And, um, I think this, uh, the story that we had on our website kind of was one of the few or only at the time, I think that had a more of a concrete plan and some real guidelines on kind of what a movement response um would need to be you know to uh to respond to that moment and um and so people have really kind of taken this up and um a new kind of group formed um kind of in advance of that but the the article filtered into this group called choose democracy um which has been uh has created a pledge of resistance that people can sign to kind of commit to take action If there are any signs of an attempted kind of coup or or that Trump might try to steal the election, I think that that is important. You know, I think the more people can uh, be unified and prepared in advance of of this, the the less likely it is maybe to happen um, because people might see that there's going to be a a tough fight. But um, also there have been trainings that have been happening and are still ongoing uh, by Choose Democracy and a bunch of other groups. Um, to kind of prepare activists to, to take to the streets and to, to do more strategic kind of creative actions in the coming weeks if we have to. Um, so I think some of the interesting points that kind of came out of, um, their approach is that, you know, um, there will, there will inevitably be protests one way or the other, um, protect, um, the results as a, a coalition. Uh, of over a hundred grassroots groups that have kind of called for actions tomorrow, uh, no matter what happens around the country, and um, so there are, there is an action here in New York. You can sign up for that. Um, but I think you know that is just the very start of what could potentially be you know uh, you know at least days, if not weeks, of of resistance that are, are coming here, and I think. Um, people need to be prepared um i think to take action really quickly um when you study kind of other coups that have happened around the world um you know they're often defeated um when they are defeated they're often defeated within days or, or weeks of the attempt and so um it's it's you know could be the case that it's it's actually not a a, a, a really drawn out struggle but something that if we can act decisively um you know quickly that um, we could be able to, to stop this so I think you know that's important um, you know also I think the idea uh, a concern that a lot of people have is around the question of violence right and the fact that Trump could uh, potentially call out his kind of armed base right to defend him and you know he's obviously said things pretty clearly to that effect you know in recent months and so um, I think activists, we also need to be thinking about how to prepare for that kind of a scenario, and um, one thing to consider, you know, I think is you know, maybe rather than having um, just mass kind of street protests, which can create easy targets for armed groups that want to um, respond, you know, kind of with violence, you know, the kind of um, armed right-wing extremists that Trump has in his camp, um, you know, maybe better to target actions, very kind of strategically, surgically, at kind of uh, election officials that are responsible for, um, you know, counting every vote to ensure that they do, or elected officials that might be uh, on the fence or even coming out to side with Trump, and to try to like um, really be. Targeted
0: in the actions that we organize in the coming weeks. Sure. Now, I guess the the other side of that argument would be that uh, we we would need a certain amount of mass mobilization to really, you know, show the the breadth of support for for counting all the votes and defending democracy. This doesn't seem like something that sort of a, a specialized uh, group of activists uh, could pull off alone.
1: Oh, no, I think you're right. I think I think um, you're going to have kind of uh, both of those things happening, right? There will inevitably be kind of large street protests, but I think it will also be important to think of the more kind of targeted um, actions that will be really directed at the officials and people responsible for ensuring a, a fair election, right, and that every vote is counted. And we want to kind of think about who are the specific people with the power to Make those kinds of decisions and to, to kind of keep the pressure on them. And then I think everyone that studies, um, you know, coup scenarios like your, like your previous guest, um, just mentioned, you know, I think strikes, um, are, are also very important. You know, when you look at uh, examples from around the world, often, um, one of the decisive factors is when people mobilize, um, through, through strikes, whether it be A general strike which would be a real challenge to organize but um it would be be a
0: first for this country
1: yeah it would be it really hasn't happened a true general strike but i think we could uh you know also have kind of what people are calling rolling strikes right where you have different sectors that shut down for different periods of time and kind of have it be a bit more you know kind of uh targeted also in that way and kind of uh I think that is a more likely scenario that would unfold, and you know, people. I think uh, some unions are starting to already speak out about this and call for this and prepare for it. So I think um, the groundwork is being laid to kind of escalate in, in that direction, which I think will be really important. And um, you know, the right. more we, we can. Right. We
0: have about 20 seconds here. Is there any, any last thoughts you want to share? Um,
1: I think the importance of. of trying to stay you know nonviolent despite the provocation um that we're very likely to face because uh, by doing that we're going to kind of encourage the most number of people to participate and the greatest diversity of people because we really need everybody to be involved uh the more people are involved the more points of contact we have with people on the other side that we can pull in our direction and everyone's going to have to be uh involved in this if we're going to win
0: Exactly. I would just uh, underscore that Uh, we would need a mass nonviolent action. And the nonviolence isn't about being virtuous or, you know, getting a pat on the head from uh, some uh, liberal. But it's really about building the biggest possible movement, Uh, because right now, you know, the struggle isn't to. fight it out with the cops in the streets. It it will have to be about building that mass movement. And Eric Stoner from uh, wagingnonviolence.org, I thank you so much for coming on the Independent News Hour this evening.
1: Thank you so much for having me, John.